Around page Reish with Gimel, 213, two lines from the top. <coughs> Just in the middle of discussing the opinion of the Mardeches regarding the general idea of the 10th of Atzilis. There's many different opinions, and one of them is the Mardeches, the 10th Sphiris of Atzilis. They are the main identity of Atzilis. They are literally the idea of Atzilis. Which is that Atzilis is really a Gilead Helem revelation of that which was concealed within Hashem, which is the ten hidden spheres. Now they become revealed in the world of Atzilis. So Atzilis is just Miloshin, Hafrasha Sa'ara, just a Heiskalos, a Hispashtus. And that's why Atzilis is Elikus Mamish, not Elika, but Elikus, just a revelation of godliness. And the ten spheres of Atzilis are just a revelation of that which was concealed beforehand within Hashem. Therefore, they are Atzilis Mamish. They are this idea of Atzilis. The idea of revelation or that which is concealed. Um, and we explain the difference between Alika and Alikus. Alika is the Etzim Adover, Atzim Sein Saif, which is not in the realm of Hamshach of Ispashis, and Alikus is Ispashis Saif. That's why in, in Yiddish, Alikus is called Getlich, and not Got, not Hashem himself, it's called Godly, which is just the Ispashis, the extension of God and his revelation. Um, and that's what he says that Alikus Haim Atzilis, because Atzilis is Ispashis. And Elikus is the idea of Hispashtus, of Hiskalus. And that's why, and that's the whole idea of Atzilus, it's just a Hispashtus, a Hiskalus, of that which was concealed beforehand, the revelation of Hashem's Kechis. And so the Barakha says that the Ten Spheres are the attributes through which Hashem conducts the lowly world. That is the idea of Atzilus. And it's known that Atzilus is from the word, word about Salti, will extend from the spirit which is upon you, Moshe, Moshe, and put it on the sages. It's just an extension of the Ha'ara from the spirit of Moshe onto the sages. So we see that this idea of Atzilus, Hatzalti, is that the Ha'ara already existed beforehand within the spirit of Moshe. And it's not a novel, and it's not a new creation, something new which is being brought about in the sages. Rather, it's just a, from the Helam of the Gili Levat, from the concealed state to the revealed state. And so too, the idea of Atzilus is it's just a Gili Helam, it's a revelation of that which is concealed within the infinite emanator of Hashem, and not a schad, just not a new novel creation. And therefore, the Gili, being that it's just a revelation of that which is concealed beforehand already, existed beforehand, so it's a Gili, the Gili state is a Likus just like the Helam state is a Likus and that is the main difference between Atzilus and Bria. Bria is like its name; it implies it's a new creation. Ischatus Dover. Meaning, what is the Ischatus? It's a totally new thing which was, didn't exist beforehand. That now there are entities in the world of Atzilus and the Malachim and the and the Sfiris there, which are Matzias Yesh. They're an independent existence, which beforehand in the world of Atzilus, this idea of Yeshus, a feeling of one own, one's own independent existence, didn't exist. Because it was just a extension of that which existed beforehand in Gilead Helim, the spheres of Atzilus don't feel their own existence at all. But the idea of Atzilus, it's a Gilead Helim Levad. It's not a idea of a new creation. Therefore, the Gili is must be exactly like the Helim, which is Elikus Mamish. And even though the ten spheres of Atzilus are Kuchis, their individual powers already defined as Chochmah and Chesed, nevertheless, they're still called Elikus, just a revelation of that which is concealed. And we understand that from the Kuchis and Nefesh, even though the Kuchis are already a Metzius, a, a, a defined entity of Chochmah and Chesed, Chesed, nevertheless, they're Kuchis Nafshim that stem from the soul, and they are not a Mahus Achim and Nefesh, not a, new, a different, a separate entity from the soul itself, which is enlivening these Kuchis, giving the vitality every moment. And they don't have it in existence besides the highest of the soul. So therefore, they're just a ha'aras and nefesh. And so too, the ten spheres, even though they are specific individual powers, nevertheless, they are just an extension, a revelation of the emanator, and therefore they're literally alikos. And being that they're not ischachus, we have to say that even within the Eden Seifa Maitzel, within the infinite emanator, there are these, these levels do exist, 
They're just a revelation of that which was concealed beforehand. Two lines on the top. As the Marechas himself writes there, that the idea of Atilis is that there was a revelation of the hidden powers of Hashem, meaning the hidden state of the ten spheres, that which was hidden and locked away, so to say, within Hashem's absorbed, subsumed within Hashem's essence, from the potential state to the actual state in the world of Atilis. So just the Gilehalim behind Hashem. So we see from here that the Marechas is saying that the ten spheres before they were emanated, before they were revealed and, ex- and extended from Hashem's essence, they did exist beforehand within the infinite essence of Hashem, the infinite um, emanator, in a potential state. The hidden ten spheres. And the world of Atilis is, is just that these hidden powers now became revealed from the potential state, absorbed within Hashem's essence to the revealed state in the world of Atilis. Nevertheless, even though they did exist within Hashem's um, infinite essence, how they did exist in that potential state within Hashem's essence, absorbed within Hashem's essence, they were not in a, a Matthias Niketis, in a, a recognizable existence. <clears throat> you couldn't recognize each Kayach in and of itself because it was, to- it was totally overwhelmed by the Gili of the Aiden Seif. Validation is and And only after, through them being revealed into the world of Attilas, then they become recognizable existence, each one in each one's individual characteristics separating from each other. And the idea of Ischalkus now. So but they existed beforehand, but not in a way of Matthias Niketis. And then the revelation into the world of Attilas made that, that each one's existence is now recognizable and separate from the other. This is now the meaning. We can apply this, what we're saying here, to what it says in the Sefer Yitzira, the ten spheres without any substance, just like a flame which is connected to the coal. So, Meaning to say that just like in the physical, the flame, when it's connected within the coal, meaning when the flame is still within the coal, and there's totally unified, like we said earlier, that the flame already exists within the coal, like what you see when you burn a coal, the actual inside of the coal becomes red. Whereas different, like a flintstone, the inside of the coal does not become red, it just has the kayachachayim, it has this power, this potential for heat, therefore sparks can come from it. But the actual gechelis has a shalhevis within it, the coal has a flame within it. So in the physical state, when the flame is connected in within the coal, and it's totally unified with the coal, it's not recognizable and seen as an existence, as a separate entity um, from the coal. And you don't see, therefore, since you can't see its existence within the coal, you don't see the differentiation between the different parts of the flame. If you know the flame is made up of different colors, the, the white part of the flame and the blue part of the flame, um, which different different powers different intensities of the flame being closer to the core of the actual flame uh, closer to the thing which is burning from rather how this flame exists within the coal all these different elements of the flame were totally unified together and you couldn't recognize the differentiation of each element of the flame uh, as a different entity afterwards when the flame actually comes out and is revealed within the coal in its revealed state, then you, it's, it's felt and it's sensed in a real way the differentiation of the different elements, the colors of the flame. The different elements of the flame being the white part, the blue part, and the red part of the flame. 
So just like the ten spheres, with how they're included within the essence, within the infinite essence of Hashem, the emanator, you don't see the different kaychis, you don't see them, you're not recognizable, the different ent- entity, the different characteristics of the, diff- of the different spheres. There's no ischalkus, but how they become revealed, then all of a sudden, each one's metzias becomes nikr. So too, the f- flame, the different elements of the flame, how when it's included within the gechelis, in a potential state before it's actually burning, you don't see the different elements of the flame. Only afterwards, when the flame burns on top of the coal, then you see the different elements of the flame. Even though beforehand, when the flame was still connected and hidden within the coal, all these different elements, the colors of the flame, different, definitely existed within the flame. Um, and there's no new creation, and there's no change when the flame all of a sudden emerges from the coal into a revealed state. It's not that now, all of a sudden, these different elements of the flame are being created for the first time. No, they existed beforehand in a potential state. But nevertheless, before the different elements of the flame emerged from the coal and became revealed, all these different elements of the different colors of the flame, they were in a lot more um, spiritual, dachistic estate, a lot more fine, refined state, and not as mamashistic. You couldn't really, um, a lot more abstract ethereal. So before they emerged, they did exist, but before they emerged, there were a lot more um, therefore, being that each one's existence was very abstract and very more spiritual, and therefore not as more, not as mudgash, not as not as emphasized and materialized, therefore they were totally unified, all these different elements of the flame together at that state, because each one's existence wasn't such a stira to the other one, because it was a lot more dachistic. Therefore, they were able to unify. And after the different elements of the flame emerge from the coal and become revealed as a real flame on top of the coal, then the existence of each one of these colors, elements of the flame, parts of the flame becomes nicker, becomes recognizable, and becomes differentiated. And now you can see each one's character, each one, each element differently. But nevertheless, it's still you can't say that this is a new existence, and they're the essence of their beings. That these all of a sudden these different elements of the flame, um, that even the elements, even the different colors of the flame, you can't say that, that when the flame emerges in the coal, all of a sudden these were created now. Because this is the very essence of the fire when it was included within the within the um, coal. The very essence of the fire is that it's made up of different elements of the different parts of the flame. So therefore, you can't say that all of a sudden they became renewed, they became created when they emerged from the coal. This is the essence of the flame itself. Even how it was included within the Gechelis. And therefore, we must say that if the flame was there, then all the colors which make up the essence of this flame were there, but in a more dachistic state, a more refined state, more spiritual state. Just that, in the actual revelation and the emergence of this flame from the coal to now on top of the coal, now the different elements of the flame becomes a Mitzias Nikr, becomes a recognizable existence a lot more than when it was included within the coal itself. And now we can understand this idea also of the Kaychas of the soul, how they are included within the soul itself and how they become revealed within the actual faculties, the revealed faculties in the organs of the body. Like we explained earlier, in the analogy of the emotive traits, 
the emotions that are still included within the intellect, the intellectual excitement, when they're included within the seichel, you don't recognize each midah in its own existence. There's not a recognizable feeling of love or recognizable feeling of judgment, etc. It's just a general excitement of the seichel. But not you can't see the difference of each mida when it's inside this seichel, when it's still in the seichel stage. Um, but only after these are, these emotions become revealed in the heart from their stage of the spiral seichel, then all of a sudden the mitzvahs, the existence of each mida becomes recognizable and revealed and defined, concrete. As explained in another place regarding the difference between kpeda, which is a more seichaldika mida, and then kas, which is and when the emotion of gvuda comes into the heart. So beforehand, it's just the kpeda, which is just your makbid on somebody, your, you, something about him you don't like, but not it's not a feeling, a burning feeling within your heart of anger. So that's the difference. You don't you not recognize the mitzvah of gvuda when it's still within the brain. It's just the kapeda, which is not a true expression of the mida of gvuda. But nevertheless, the mida, the emotion, did exist in a concealed state within the brain, within the seichel. And when the emotion emerges from the intellectual state and becomes into the heart. There's no ischach, it's not a novel existence here. It's just that when it was in its source, in its root, this emotion was in its source within the brain, it was in a lot more ethereal, refined state, spiritual state, and therefore wasn't felt so much. Its existence wasn't as nirgish, as sensed. When it becomes revealed in the heart, then its existence takes on a true existence, becomes materialized, becomes concrete, and it's felt. And so too, we can apply this in an even higher stage, closer to the essence of the soul. And the, the inclusion of the faculties of the soul, of the soul, in the general life force of the soul. All the powers of the soul, meaning the soul powers of Chokmah, Bina, Chesed, Gura, all these soul powers, how they existed within general life force of the soul, they are not there. They don't exist there in a Mitzvah Sniketis in a recognizable existence. You can't recognize each Koyach, how it's in the general life force of the soul before it's become re- uh, revealed and defined. The general life force of the soul is just a abstract, stripped existence, stripped from any um, definition yet. Very simple. Even though that for sure, in, in within that Pasha Techayis, these, these soul faculties are included, are absorbed, are there, because their existence emerges from there. They were there in a concealed state, but their existence there was in a lot more dachistic, a lot more spiritual, ethereal, intangible state. And when they become revealed from the general life force of the soul, then they become an existence of separate soul powers, defined, concrete existence. Now we can understand this, take this all back to the analog, in godliness, that within the infinite emanator, the infinite essence of Hashem, the ten spheres were included within him in a concealed and a potential state. But they are not there, they don't exist there, and as a Matthias Niketis, as a recognizable, defined, concrete existence. In order that there should be able to, you should be able to mechalik and say, "Oh, here's Chesed, here's Chachma, here's Gvuda, etc." 
you cannot be Bechalik there because each one's existence is so spiritual, so abstract, that you can't recognize and therefore point out which one is each existence. You just see that there, there is Metzius of Keiches there, but not in a way where their existence is concrete enough to be able to be defined and differentiated from each other. Vatsilus, and then when these Keiches become revealed in the world of Vatsilus, whose whole mode is like I said, just a revelation of that which is concealed. So, that's when these powers, these ten powers of Hashem, become revealed from the concealed state, potential state, to the revealed state. And that's when they take on a recognizable, concrete existence and they become individual, defined, but not that. When the spheres are revealed until it's a new existence, a novel existence, that all of a sudden they started existing now, because they already were included and existed within the infinite emanator. So when they, and when they were revealed in the world of Atzilus, not that they became a new existence, God forbid, a new existence. They already existed within the infinite emanator in the Esoteric and Rather, it's just like the same idea of the powers of the soul. That when they become revealed into the actual faculties of the revealed faculties of the soul, into the brain, the goes into the brain, the into the brain, the into the heart. When they become revealed from the general life force of the soul, then they become revealed soul powers. <laughs> Nevertheless, they always remain soul powers, and just like the just like the the light and the energy of the soul itself, which is a soul energy, which is giving the vitality for these powers to exist. It's just that now they become revealed, and each one's existence is recognizable, is emphasized, is concrete now. But they still always remain soul powers. They're not separate at all from the soul itself. They don't take on an independent existence. So to the spheres, even when the ten spheres become revealed in the world of Atzilus, they always remain godly. They always remain connected to the divine energy which is enlivening them every moment. But now, the difference is that now, the spheres, beforehand, they were totally, you couldn't recognize their existence. They were more dachistic, more abstract, less concrete. Now, in the world of Atzilus, they take on a revealed existence. The Shaykh Lemer Now you could say, each one's individual characteristic of Chachma or Chesed they become defined concrete existences which comes about Vedas HaKedesh Shar Aleph Perek Beis as it's written in the Sefer of Vedas HaKedesh Gateway 1 Chapter 2 that as the Sfiris B'Skolusim Mekech Lepeol Leinishtano Klal the ten Sfiris when they become revealed from the concealed from the potential state to the revealed state in the actual, in the actual state they didn't change at all from how they were in the concealed state with absorbed within Hashem's essence Vleik Moi Kol Kayach Upoil, not like in regular any koyach and poil, any potential state and actual state, that the actual state is actually different, changes from how it was in the, in the potential state. Or that the poil state is now physical and the koyach state wasn't physical. That's not like how it is by the spheres. And now the Rebbe Shab gives an example in the parentheses, like in the actual and in the physical world, when you bring something of your thought, an idea, which you have in your mind, you bring it to Poyol, it takes on a physical existence now. You build the house which you had in your mind. Um, so not like the regular Koyach and Poyol, the Ten Sfiris are not like that. The Koyach is spiritual, the Poyol is also totally spiritual, just that it takes on a more defined existence. 
or the Avedis um, HaKedosh continues, even though that the Poyal state is spiritual still, but it's not in the same quality of the original existence when it was in the potential state at all. Kamoi, now example for that, the Rebbe Shav says in the parentheses, Kamoi HaMalachim Kulu, Ayin Shav like the existence, like the existence of the angels, that beforehand, so their, their existence is Ruchni, and this is the Poyal of Koychis Elikim Nailim of higher spiritual powers, like the Michal of Michal is the Malach of Chesed. Chesed of the world of Atilas is obviously the source for this, and on such a higher level, and the poil of that of that source is the Malach Michal, Malach of Chesed. So even though this poil is Ruchni, but it's totally not like the, the its source, which was a totally godly power in the world of Atilas, which is just the extension of relation of godliness. And this is now a new existence. Anyway, so Loi Kane, the the Avedis continues, Loi Kane Bainyan Atilis. This is not true about this Koyach and Pil difference in, regarding the spheres of Atilis. Because the emanated sphere is not separate at all from the emanator who gives life for these spheres every moment. Rather, even after that this sphere, the spheres of the world of Atilis become emanated, become revealed, they, they remain ba'achtus, they remain totally unified with the emanator, with the life force, the godly energy which is enlivening them and giving them the vitality every moment. And it becomes, it's totally unified with the existence of the spheres, how it was before the existence became revealed, before it was emanated in the world of Atilis, like we said, exist, they exist in a potential state within Hashem, the Esoshir Zagnuzis. So they're totally unified. So the Koyach and Pearl state are totally the same, like which we said earlier, that the, the Helen state is being that the spheres are, are just the Gilea Helen, so that just like the Helen state is totally other Kosmamish, so to the Gilea state is other Kosmamish, even though they take on a concrete existence through the Atilis, but just that now we become in Matthias Nicker. Beforehand, they also existed. The only difference is now it's a Matthias Nikar. It's a concrete, defined existence. But the Kreichas always remain, Kreichas Nafshim, Kreichas Alekiim, being alive and by the divine energy, unified totally with the divine energy every moment, constantly. Rak Zois, the Mamesh, and that's the because Matthias Nigla. The only thing is that now that they become emanated, revealed in the world of Atzilus, these ten spheres, now they become Matthias Nigla, a revealed existence, a concrete, defined existence. And then, it's shaykh to say it's possible to relate to these spheres, the idea, like it says in the Tukhani Zayar, that the whole purpose of the spheres is to conduct the worlds through them, like the Marecha said earlier, that through these are, these spheres are midas, through which Hashem, the channels through which Hashem conducts the world, um, either through different modalities of chesed, of gruda, etc. So the difference is that beforehand, when they were in a potential state, they didn't relate to worlds at all, they weren't defined, therefore... You couldn't say that through these spheres, how they were in the Genuze state, the Hashem d- conducted the world. No. Only after they become ex- revealed and become defined existences, then it's shaykh to say that Hashem is conducting the world through them, through these channels, these, through these defined concrete channels. Before the spheres were emanated and revealed, they weren't in a revealed existence. A concrete defined existence and automatically they were totally absorbed and unified included together with inclusiveness and also unified together not just with each other but even with the emanator they remain always with the emanator but how they are in the potential state they're be with each other also because each one's existence is so dachistic is so abstract that it doesn't it's not a stira it's not soicer it doesn't contradict the other's existence and therefore it's so unrecognizable, each one's individual existence, they become one 
whole existence, one entity almost. Um, so before they were revealed, before they emanated to become revealed spheres in the world of Atzilus, they were, they were totally absorbed within Hashem and not in Matthias Nigla, and therefore they become totally included with each other, unified. So now we answer another question that could come up. So through this explanation of the difference between the spheres, how they're in a revealed state and a concealed state, we will understand that the the scholars of the Esos the fact that the ten spheres are included within the Oyni Saif, the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite emanator, their source, it doesn't bring about a ribui, a multitude, a multiplicity with God forbid, within Hashem. Because if you're saying that these multitude of spheres, ten spheres are included within the basically the essence of Hashem, so now you're saying you're going against one of the Yusayyidis Amunah, that Hashem is Echad and not Murkov Mikamiprotim, and not he's not composed of many different um levels and many different parts of him. Because when you say he's different parts now, you're saying that there's many different gods. Each part would have to be a god in itself. So how come now we're saying that ten spheres exist within the infinite emanator, you're saying that there is ten already within Hashem. How is that not bringing about a ribi within Hashem? Because no, they're at that state, they're so dachistic, each one's existence is so abstract that they're totally unified altogether and as one entity. So therefore they're not bringing about a ribi. Just like the soul is one, Turning the page, after including about Tariag Minakechis, even though that there is included within it in a potential state, six hundred thirteen different powers of the soul, like it says, which is borrowed by Sefer Shabbat and Perak Nalak, like Sefer Shabbat says, Tanya says, chapter fifty one, the soul is made up of six hundred thirteen different powers, just like the six hundred thirteen mitzvahs. Each power has relates to different mitzvah. So even though the soul is included with all potentially with all these powers, nevertheless, it's just one soul. Even though Eidin Saif has within it the potential for these ten spheres, nevertheless, it's just Eidin Saif. It's a simple abstract oyut without any definition definition to it because the spheres there even though they do exist they do they exist in such a dark as the state that they're all bisachtos like one entity the cane who gam close aid of chayas and evidence so too apply this to the general life force in the light of the soul even after the we say like it says in tanya over there that the main um place where the soul resides is in the brain within the head that even how the soul starts to take on that revelation, it becomes revealed within the brain, and all the powers exist there in a potential state, and they, and they derive from that that soul, how it's within the brain. So even there, it's a, it's a totally a, uh, abstract energy, soul energy, which is not yet defined of specific faculties. So even there, you could apply the same idea. Because, this is because, why uh, is this idea of ribui doesn't exist yet within the Oyedin Saif? Because they're totally hisachtus, they're all unified, because each one's existence is very, very abstract there. And therefore, being that the Kreichas, they're not in a revealed concrete existence yet within the Oyedin Saif. Therefore, they're totally unified together and totally included one within the other. So therefore, they're just one entity. You cannot define each one's existence, and therefore, they don't bring about a ribui within the infinite energy of Hashem, within the infinite essence of, of Hashem. We'll stop there. Four lines to the top of Rishid Dali.